This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by our friends and proud parents over at the Rat Hour Podcast with Rat Boy. It's your one-stop shop for discovering what's in Tim Allen's trash this week, dirty work quotes with no context, and rabid praise of the Cincinnati Reds' bullpen. And just for our listeners, brought to you by the grace of the tube, here's a sneak peek at this week's episode of The Rat Hour with Rat Boy. Hey, look, everybody. Rat Boy. Peed his pants. Of course I peed my pants. Everybody my age pees their pants. It's the coolest. Really? Yes, you ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Wow. Hey, man, Ernie pees pants, too. All right. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Oh, that was the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's go. Oh, that rat boy, he sure is something, huh? Well, if you want to find out what's really going on, you got to tune in to the Rat Hour with Rat Boy, part of the Tube Podcast Network. All right, let's start the show. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Top 3 Podcast. We are honoring the time-old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson, joined today by Aaron Angle. Sup? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. And fan favorite, Bloodbath McGrath. Okay, audience. Now I want you to point on the doll where a top three podcast touched you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. He's back, baby. Yeah. And so today's episode is about our top three embarrassing moments or embarrassing stories, top three embarrassments. So this is going to be a good episode. I already know this is going to be great. I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. But before we get started with the episode, I would like to say real quick, if you'd like to support a top three podcast, if you would like to support more of us telling our embarrassing stories to uh, everybody who will listen, go ahead and tell people about it. Subscribe and leave ratings and reviews if your platform allows it. And follow us on our social media pages. You'll find those down in the episode description. Those social media pages uh, are where you'll find our upcoming topics and your chance to participate in every episode by sending in your own top threes. So let's get started. If this is your first time listening to the show, what we've done is we've all picked our top three embarrassing moments, and we are going to each take turns saying our number three, then we go into number twos, number ones at the end, and then quick honorable mentions, and then our lovely listener embarrassing listener stories for this one uh so embarrassing moments and i don't know about you guys but i had a really i had a hard time thinking about like a lot of like you know something horribly like embarrassing and traumatic happened and like you know i went home crying or something like that i couldn't remember stuff like that i've probably like i'm sure 
stuff has happened before that was really embarrassing. Actually, on that Christmas gifts episode, I told the story about how all the kids in the neighborhood called me out for getting a girl's bike and I went home and cried. But like, other than that, I couldn't think of anything. So mine are all like, I, they're all funny to me at this point. That's what I'm trying to say. So I don't know how you guys approach this. Well, you know, I, I like this topic idea and, you know, uh, I guess I'm a little bit the same. Like, I don't I don't necessarily sit here today and go, oh, my gosh, that was so embarrassing. What, you know, and, and cringe and get, you know, my face turns right over it. But um, I do look back and, and see it as a funny story or an interesting story. But really what this topic did was it gave me a chance to sort of reflect on my life and be able to sit back and kind of say, oh, gosh, I've I've had an interesting life so far. This I have some odd stories and situations I've been in and. Really, I think it's just a real way to uh, remind myself what a piece of shit I used to be. So, because a lot of my stories are pretty. (laughs) If you ever need reminding, buddy, you just give us a call. Alan's right here, man. Used to be a piece of shit, but people can change, Bloodbath. The baby believes that people can change. Uh, sloppy steaks, buddy. Um, so yeah, so I really get <laughs> Let's slop them up. Are pretty, are pretty blue. So <laughs> this is going to be interesting. I'm excited. I also feel just last thing I'll say about it. Like I almost feel like we should, we should have like, uh, um, made an amendment to this episode and said that, um, we probably should have told each other's embarrassing moment. Not so much like, Oh, the three most embarrassing things, embarrassing things that happened to me. But like, we know each other so well. It's like, okay, Aaron, this is the most embarrassing thing that must have happened to you because I remember being embarrassed for you. Because <laughs> you, you cried and ran out of the room. And then you threw up. Top three times Aaron has humiliated you or embarrassed you in some way. <laughs> Just by being Aaron. So my, my kind of whole mantra of my being is saying and doing whatever I want all the time without anybody, like, without caring that anybody is judging me at any point. And it's got me pretty far. I got a pretty good uh, gig at the liquor store, pretty big wheel down there. Uh, but so this is, <laughs> so this is kind of a, it's kind of like what Bloodbath said. It's, it's being able to almost like look back on moments where in the moment you're just kind of like, oh, fuck you idiot uh and and just being able to like talk about it openly because everybody's been embarrassed at some point in their life whether you were five or whether you were 30 like that's the cool thing about being a human is you're constantly growing you're constantly making mistakes and you're constantly trying to amend those mistakes by learning and changing and, 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 and adapting to the kind of person that you are so i love this top three specifically exactly why bloodbath said it it's because it's a good way to reflect uh on who you were and who you are today luckily for me i'm the exact same person i was when i was nine so this is this (laughs) is pretty you know across the board i'm like yeah no these are clearly the three most embarrassing moments of my life and for the record has no shame literally none zero if anybody has listened to this podcast ever for at least one and a half episodes, <laughs> they know that I do not give a fuck. But yeah, at the same time, there are things I wish I would have done differently or not done at all. You know, see, see I'm like the complete opposite of Aaron. Um, I do give a fuck. <laughs> I ugly. do get embarrassed. 
<laughs> yeah, I, and I'm, I'm just hideous. Yeah. Um, and so, but instead of just not caring, I just, I just, you know, squish it down into like a little steel trap and toss it out in the woods until, you know, one day I'm walking through the woods, I forget about it, and I, and I step in it and traumatize myself. So I think that. This episode, this episode was a weird one. I had a, I had a really hard time thinking of times when I was embarrassed. I think exactly for that reason. So I picked a few of the ones that I can actually, that I, that actually, they come up, they still come up. So these are things that like still remind me of moments where I embarrassed myself. Yeah. Yes. Like I can't think of, uh, like I said, I am, I can't think of any of these big mortifying moments. There's one but it's not that bad. Um, but the other ones are just like, uh, yeah, kind of just like quick, funny, like this was embarrassing and it's embarrassing to think about it in the past, but it's also funny at the same time. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I'm coming at it. So let's get into our lists. So I'll get started with my number three. And uh, so for people who know me, People know I live in Korea and I spent, I've lived here for almost seven years now. And I spent a lot of that time like learning the language. And so uh, I do speak Korean uh, now. And this story happened when I was pretty early on in dating my wife, who is Korean, and we speak both languages to each other. And so I was trying to give her a nice compliment and ask her if she lost weight. Um, but I was speaking Korean and in Korean, the word for lose weight and gain weight are extremely similar. So if you want to ask Ouch. someone, if, if you want to ask someone, if they lost weight, you say, and if you ask them if they gained weight, you say like that. It's very similar. Literally cannot tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. So I was uh, just primed up to just like speak Korean, give this cute little compliment to my then like semi new girlfriend and just straight up. Hey, yo, did you gain weight? Like the fuck <laughs> like that? <laughs> you also said the fucking Korean. <laughs> yeah. But her, her immediate, her immediate reaction, like her face was like, yo, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh no, 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 hold on. Let's switch to English real quick. Let me let me <laughs> let me get this out. <laughs> so, that's uh it that's like kind of, that's one of those things. It's like it's funny to look back on that and be like, "Holy shit, those are so similar." And like if she wasn't like cool, she would have been like, "Yo, what the fuck, dude? Like get out." Yeah. <laughs> so, that's my number 3. Uh is a a language mix-up and I've had quite a few of those uh speaking korean and stuff like that so yeah that's my number three accidentally asked my then new girlfriend uh, if she gained weight so let me ask you this question so are you better uh at speaking korean than hua is at speaking english or is she just much better at english than you are at korean no she's better at english than i am at korean like i speak korean pretty fluently but she's better at english yeah well Dave, now that she's your wife, you can just ask her every day, did you gain weight? And yeah. it's okay. <laughs> she has to deal with want. it because yeah. it's a bond. Yeah. Um, this when- is, so, like, people always ask, like, this is one of the most common questions. They always ask, like, what language do we speak to each oh. other? And I think, like, if anyone is in... 
if anyone's in a uh, a relationship with someone where you you speak different languages, like as your uh, mother tongue, the test is what language do you have fights in? That's the test. And so, like, because that's your best language, where you're, you really got to get those ideas out there. <laughs> where your emotions are like in front <laughs> of what awesome. your brain is trying to say. So, question: What do you guys fight in? It, English, for sure. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see Hua yell at you in Korean. That would be the coolest thing in the world to me. Well, if you hang out Life with goals. us long enough, we you can maybe make that happen. <laughs> oh, dude! I'm, if you hang I'm... out with us for twenty-five minutes, you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one starts yeah. fights like Aaron. I'm going to try and take that 100%. Just, oh my gosh, that would be so awesome. So I that's a really good pick, though, Dave, but I'm just curious. When you guys, it's, you know, when you first started seeing each other and, and whatnot, I mean, was there sort of a, I mean, I would have to imagine there was sort of a, you know, kind of an unspoken, you know, understanding or whatever that, you know, you are not a native Korean um, you know, that's not your, that's not your first language. So, I mean, was there sort of just an open, like understanding of like, Hey, I'm going to say some stupid stuff from time to time because I'm still figuring this out. Or was she yeah. uh, a little more critical right off the bat of like, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely still that in both languages. Cause like, like she speaks English really well, but like people make mistakes and I speak Korean pretty well, but of course I make mistakes. So like, there's always an unspoken, thing that like sometimes things get messed up or lost in translation yeah has she ever done anything like that to you where she has said something that was meant to be complimentary and you were just like yo what the fuck wah? uh no not that i can think of like i said she's a great much woman. better in english than i am yeah. in korean like not Very gonna cool. make those simple mistakes like that so yeah, that's my number three. And that was like one of the first things I thought of when I thought of this topic, because I, I think about that from time to time and it makes me laugh. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just, uh, if there wasn't that understanding, just like straight up, yo, you gained weight, right? <laughs> How much Korean street food have you been eating? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of it. So, uh, that's my number three. We can move on to Aaron and your number three. All right, my, this is this is so dumb. All right, so my number three is that time I spilled milk all over myself in high school. So I was in, uh, I was at lunch. This is freshman year, so I'm 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 pretty, I'm not like grotesque, but I'm I'm overweight as a 14 year old boy. Uh, and we're at lunch, and Are you the only. Yeah, I, I, I'm very, I'm just unapproachably grotesque. Uh, Goblin ass. And I, uh, I used to always get the same thing. For, I basically ate the same thing for lunch in high school for four years, which was two chocolate chip cookies and a thing of white milk, right? So I, I get still my, what he eats to this day. Three times a week. So, yes. Uh, but, <laughs> so, so I, I basically, uh, I stood up. And we had a kid in our grade named Elijah Bice who just for some reason just fucking hated me. And so I like pick up my tray and I've still got like half a thing of milk. And this dude just comes and just straight up like shoulders me in the back and the milk goes all over, <laughs> all, all, all over my all over my shirt, all over my pants. 
and everybody starts laughing, dude. So I'm just like, this is a nightmare already. Uh, so I'm, I'm like, I, I, I gotta go home. I gotta get a change of clothes. I gotta have my mom bring me something. I go to the office. I call my mom. She doesn't pick up. I am covered in milk and we've still got, you know, three hours left of school. So what the school tells me to do is they're like, you're not allowed to go home because you're not an adult and you can't get a hold of your mom. Uh, so <laughs> why don't you go down to uh, the boys locker room in the gym? Uh, Mr. Kelly, our gym teacher, has spared gym clothes for kids who didn't bring any. Just get something from him and wear it through the rest of the day. Again, I'm kind of big, right? So I go down there and I walk in. Mr. Kelly is drunk and listening to fucking bluegrass or whatever the fuck he did and i was like yo dude like yeah roxanne exactly exactly dude so i'm like hey listen bro like i spit all over myself i need a i need some gym clothes that you have spare so he opens up this fucking cabinet when he opens it up there's like dust like you so you know he hasn't used or washed (laughs) any of these clothes in so long uh and the best thing i could find (laughs) is this red t-shirt that was three sizes too small and a pair of khaki pants that were three sizes too small so i had to wedge myself into these clothes and i just i look like the opposite of what kenny looks like in south park like i'm puffy on the inside and tight on the outside (laughs) and i just look awful and the worst part about it and this is the most embarrassing part is i (laughs) was late to class so i had to walk into mr montler's earth science class and sit at a table with (laughs) that was who was at my table just three super duper hot chicks and so i walked in the classroom and i'm just (laughs) bunched into this old gross smelling plus the milk and I have to sit down at this table and like for 40 minutes, these girls were just like grilling me about what happened. And I didn't want to be like, yeah, this kid, you know, fucking ran into me. I was just like, <laughs> this, this kid fucking bodied me at lunch. Maybe look there, like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, so, you know, without going any further into it, I was just so embarrassed because that, that, that was at a point during puberty where I was just scared of girls in general. And now I'm just being confronted by them as to why I'm wearing something a fourth grader should be wearing size wise. Uh, <laughs> And again, had to go the whole day smelling like milk, answering questions, walking around with like my fucking stomach, like popping out of fucking underneath the shirt and like my having like the tightest pants on ever, but zero bulge. It was just it was absolutely fucking awful that (laughs) the entire rest of that day. So that is that is my number three is spilling milk all over myself. Why would the gym teacher have khakis? Yeah, right. He just he had a thing of clothes for kids who forgot clothes. Oh, and I, I had to pick for and those were the biggest things they had. Like I said, I was not. But you guys you were friends. With, well, Bloodbath and Dave. Were, I don't know if I was really good friends with Alan at that point, but I was by no means like a small freshman. Like I was 20, 30 pounds overweight for my age and height. And I was just just my fat was spilling out of this and i just had to go class <laughs> to class to class like just like hey what's up i chose to wear this today like <laughs> so yeah that that that's that's gonna be my number three definitely just definitely the second most embarrassing moment from high school for me for sure <laughs> what Man, i i, I th- 
Go ahead, man. The beautiful part of the story is we get to see the evolution of Aaron from being afraid of women to hating women altogether. So Correct. <laughs> we've come full Correct. circle. That's absolutely right. And I would like to I would like to think that that was a catalyst, you know, for the person I am today. So you're you're right. I, I do not like them. <laughs> Dude, school, especially that age in school is just like the fucking worst like survival junior high and like freshman year of high school no fucking thanks like there's people always ask that question like hey with the knowledge that you have now would you go back and like relive your life and i'm like i don't want to go do middle school again so probably i'd rather kill myself no (laughs) (laughs) yeah life would really have to start at like 16 i agree 100 percent. i wore way too many graphic tees to go back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 13, 14, 15 are like have to be like the three worst years of my life for sure. Good uh good good pick, dude. I mean like That was brutal. Yeah. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't really think of I have one thing from high school on my list, but I couldn't really think of that time when like I, I just feel like everything that happened to me was super embarrassing for like those entire three years. Like <laughs> like age eleven to fourteen was just hell world, basically. Same. It's also one of those things where, like, I even think of, like, my day-to-day life now, like, the little things that I that happen to me that are embarrassing, like, um, you know, I've, um, I've got a beard, a mustache, and, like, you know, it's cold and flu season, so sometimes I blow my nose, and, like, there's, you know, some something left in, in my mustache, and that's embarrassing, and not everybody is kind enough to tell me about it right away, um, or, uh, know I'm, i mean you guys probably have this problem you know you go to the restroom and then you come out and your zipper's down or something like that and you're just walking around like getting everybody a free show um those are things that like i feel <laughs> are happen you know with some you know frequency you know once in a blue moon but you know those embarrass me but like they're not something i feel was like noteworthy enough to like make it uh into the podcast so did did bloodbath just tell us that he didn't wear underwear <laughs> I thought I thought we all Beth hasn't that. worn underwear since 1991. Yeah, <laughs> since he was four. This is very true. Oh, the next step is underwear. No, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so Alan, what's your number three embarrassment? Um, right. Okay, so my number three actually was in college. Um, and actually, I just thought of another really good one. Um, but I haven't fleshed out that story enough in my head to to be able to tell it. Okay. Um, so, so my number three is in college. It was at Toledo. Um, I would go up to the rec center every day, uh, in between classes or after classes, um, uh, depending on the day. It was always like three to five or something like that. Um. And every single day I'd go and I'd jump on the treadmill and uh, this pretty girl would come and jump on the treadmill next to me. We never spoke. We both had headphones on. Um, but it was one of those things like, you know, where you know when someone's watching you uh, sort of things. And like we'd wave to one another and, um, and, and things like that. And so like I had, I had like a little crush on her or whatever. And so we would always run on the treadmill next to one another. Well, one day I, I was just like, okay. I thought her running really fast. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to run really fast. And so I started running faster and faster and faster. And I'm, I'm watching Netflix. 
while I do this. Um, and so I don't know <laughs> a, about anyone else uh, that runs on treadmills, but when I'm watching something on a treadmill, I lift to the right. Uh, and it happens slowly, <laughs> but it happens steadily. And so I, I just started pulling to the right, like I always did, but I was distracted because I was watching TV, but I was also kind of like, you know, paying attention to this girl beside me, um, you know, that I had been running next to for months. Um, and then my foot went off the, the tread and <laughs> then I went on the tread. And then I was 10 feet behind the train because I was running like 13 miles an hour. Um, and it was, it was loud and it was embarrassing and it, and it hurt really bad. Um, physically and emotionally. And then, and, but then I, I got up and I, I turned off the treadmill because it was buzzing. And, and then I left, uh, hanging my head and walking out like Charlie Brown. And I never <laughs> went so, back. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I started running on the track the after that. Yeah, <laughs> smart move. Smart move. Yeah, yeah. The track. It was the track after that. So, but that's it. It is not like I said. I'm not that many. But every time I got on a treadmill, like I said, it's things that happen that I do regularly at this point that remind me of those embarrassing moments, and that's how right. that's how I chose mine. And so I get on a treadmill relatively often, and. I still list to the right. And every time I do, I think to myself, oh, shit. He's behind me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, she's watching. Yeah. No, that that's good, dude. I mean, like, that would be super embarrassing. Like, so did you leave the gym, like, immediately after that happened? Yeah, after I turned off the treadmill, I, I just left. Yeah, exactly. I just, well, I told, I told the staff uh, that go. ran up because they were like, oh, my God. Is this man dead? But I was like, I'm not dead. He, he Only on the so inside. Yeah. yeah. I did. I bit The girl was hard. like, I, I had like, so. I didn't hit my I didn't hit my face on the tread, but I had like some gnarly road burn on my uh, <laughs> on my arm and on my leg. Uh, and then, yeah, I didn't hit the bikes behind me either, though. So that was a, a real, a real coup for me. It was a, a great, great, great part of it that I missed those bikes. I I do legit um, dislike uh, jogging or running on treadmills, um, specifically for a similar reason to that. Um, anytime I'm doing anything like that, I like to just go outside to like a track or something like that. So. Um, it's actually like one of my fears, so uh, that's terrifying, dude. I'm sorry that happened. I also feel like <laughs> that's a really good. Uh, I like that story too because I feel like everyone can relate, like especially like the gym, like where you uh, see people or meet people, you know, come in contact with people that you you really don't ever speak to. You just have this kind of unspoken, you know, wave or bond or you know, in that you know. Like you said, if you had a little bit of crush on her, like there's that mystery about yourself, like you've never talked to her, so you could be anybody. But now, unfortunately, you're the person who fell on the treadmill, so shattered the <laughs> and, illusion. And, and I will say that we are three for three on the reasons we were embarrassed is because the things <laughs> because we did occurred in front of women. Trying to impress women. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> I was trying to say something cute. Aaron was just trying to like just get survive. Yeah, yeah, just trying to live. And Alan's trying to look cool on the treadmill. Fail. Yeah. 
All right. Mm. So bloodbath, what's your number three? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, all right. My number three is, uh, when I was in eighth grade, sorry, seventh grade over winter break, I got very, very sick. Um, I don't. I didn't go to a doctor, but I. I really do, truly feel like I had um, maybe like a very like mild pneumonia. Um, I was just coughing a lot, hacking up, and it was just really brutal. You know, I was only like thirteen, so I don't. I don't really think I thought too much of it. I think I spent a couple of days home from school, but I was coughing so hard, I actually broke all the blood vessels in my eyes. Um, legit, this is like, I'm not exaggerating or anything there. I can find the pictures. So like my eyes, there were big circles around my eyes, like black and blue. Like I'd gotten punched in the face, punched in the eye, had a black eye. And when I say the blood, blood vessels broke, you could, I could kind of like, you know, pull the skin around my eye and I could see like the whites of my eye were turning red, like, like they were bleeding. Blood wasn't coming out, but like there was like blood like running down like my eyes. That's what it looked Jesus. like. And it got to the point where like all the white in my eyes was completely gone. They were just blood red. Like again, as if they were like bleeding. I'm not saying it's like they're like, you know, if somebody was high and like their eyes were like red, I mean like it was bloody, like gloopy looking like red. <clears throat> so I had to go back to school and everybody and their brother kept staring at me. And wondering what was wrong with me. <laughs> and That's why I they too... calling you bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was proto bloodbath. It definitely was. So um, obviously, uh, you know, just has air, you know, going along with Aaron and Alan's theme. I can remember sitting in a lot of different classes uh, and there were girls that I thought were cute or attractive or I was into or, you know, just whatever. I, I didn't have any like intention or any game at that point in time but like it was made all the worse when like they kept staring at me thinking that something was like super wrong with me that my eyes were bleeding and I looked like some kind of a demon so uh, nobody wanted to talk to me and it was really embarrassing and uh, it's one of those things I couldn't hide either like everybody could see my face like they could clearly see something was wrong with me so uh, yeah I don't know so th- there you go um, just kind of adding on to that uh Weird uh, middle school physical uh, embarrassment trend that we're all like hitting on right now. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, if there's if there's any saving grace, it's that if there's any age group that's equipped to handle something like that in a mature fashion, it's definitely middle schoolers. Absolutely, best best <laughs> time ever for attack. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's like you're a dead man walking if you have something like that in middle school and you're around the wrong people like even your friends because like no one has any kind of like emotional intelligence when you're 12 years old hey did you see bloodbath's eyes yeah, so yeah. You, were, you were josh at that point you see josh's eyes well and that's the thing it's like i i could remember like you know went to first period and like you know someone said something and then i remember third or fourth oh my gosh if i can Third or fourth period, I had math. Did anybody have Mr. Egan? Uh, yeah, dude. He, like, from the get-go, like, he always, like, he didn't pick on me, but, like, he always singled me out in class and, like, would, you know, joke around or just, 
you know, he kind of embarrassed me on his own, like before this even happened. And like literally the moment he saw me walking into class, like that's all we talked about for the first 15 minutes of class. What was wrong with my eyes? What happened? All right. So we're going to go around the class and I want everyone to say a little something about Josh's eyes. Oh, dude, all <laughs> legit, almost like verbatim. I think he said something similar to that. So anyway, <laughs> then it'd be like fourth or fifth period. And like, people were already coming up to me. Like I heard something was wrong with you. Like other people heard about it. Like it was, yeah, it was not cool. It was pretty lame. You're like, dude, I don't, I don't even know you. Who are you? I know. <laughs> janitor. I, I also think that's one of the those principal. funny. Yeah. One of those funny things about being embarrassed is like, okay, I know there's something physically wrong with me. And I know it's very, very obvious that there is just bloodbath. Put, put on your pants, tie your shoes up, go in and hopefully nobody will say anything. It's like the minute you walk in, like the principal comes over the loudspeaker, starts talking about it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, dude, I don't remember that. I mean, I feel like if I, hopefully I wasn't one of those people, but there's a chance I, I, I might've been, I was fucking weird in middle school. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I don't like remember anything. Middle school school is just a fucking blur of like confusing feelings and like feeling bad about something. I don't remember anything about that time. The only thing I remember is like, uh, the like legit, one of the only things I remember is, um, our friend uh, Tara went to sit down and I pulled her chair out from under her and she fell down and hurt herself. And everyone like got mad at me and Mr. Wolf, who was like this giant, like he, he was like a wrestling coach or a football coach or something like that. He got really mad at me and I got so scared. And that's the only thing I remember <laughs> from junior high. <laughs> yeah. Same. I've, I've actively tried to think about things from, uh, junior high and like it's almost it's way fuzzier than like i can remember much more stuff from like elementary school than i can like junior high like I, I agree dave it's like there's something about that like you know age range and just the things that are going on like so many changes happening at once like you just you block so much of that out yeah it's it's like a just a two-year-long fever dream that I, I really only like came out of it like halfway through like sophomore year in high school, I feel like. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's get into number twos. And I will start with my number two. And my number two is a story that I actually look back on in shame. This isn't something serious, but it's something that I'm like, like super like, dude, why the fuck would you do this? Like, why would you say this? And it's not, it's not really bad. So in college, I was studying, um, I think it was one of my like animal biology classes or like, I think it was a nutrition class. Yeah, something like that. We're studying um, like carbohydrates and specifically talking about starches and like the nutrition of like starches and stuff like that. And so the teacher was trying to like make this point about how your body can break down certain starches and like that's how you get energy from them. And so she asked the class, has anyone in the class ever eaten a raw potato? And I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I was just like, yup, I have. <laughs> Wait, have you? No, of course not. Who the fuck eats a raw potato? <laughs> and so so she she was like, really? You have? And I was like, yup. 
definitely have. And she was like, well, then, well, then, you know that your body can't break down those complex starches and you would have had terrible diarrhea from eating a raw potato. (laughs) And the entire class just like turned and, and like looked at me and the teacher just had like this, like you motherfucker, like you thought, you thought, you you thought, thought. (laughs) and and uh, I was just like so fucking embarrassed. I might have just straight up dropped that class after that day. Like I was just so incredibly embarrassed. The, the raw potato <laughs> kid. <laughs> yeah. So, and this, this, like, I went to Ohio State, and a lot of my lectures were like, a lot of my lectures were not, uh, were big like 500 400 people people in a lecture yeah this was not one of those lectures there were like 13 people in this class so it was (laughs) not like i could be just this anonymous person in the background this was a small group and i was so fucking embarrassed like i was like dude why would you say that obviously you've never eaten a raw potato why would you do that so yeah and i still think this is like i still think about that to this day and just be like oh okay just like so it's okay to be quiet sometimes, dude. You don't have to chime in on everything. So yeah, that's my number two. <laughs> that's very funny. That that's very very oh, funny. Shit. I had something similar happen where I told a professor <laughs> that I had read a book that I had never read before, just like offhandedly, and they were like, "Oh yeah, well, what happened here?" And I was like, "Oh, I uh, I gotta I gotta change I gotta change my major. This is awful." <laughs> did not did not think you would ask for follow-up on that damn is this what college is like yeah, I'm yeah. Fucked. oh should should i should note uh this was like my senior year of college too this was not like my first college <laughs> class or something you like that you should have no no dave you were on your way out man you're pulling all the stops i get it man <laughs> uh and that teacher was cool too. I really, I really liked that teacher. But then I couldn't like couldn't show my face to her ever again after that because she. She just fucking like just KO'd me and I deserved it too. Yeah. Every bit of that That's dude, top. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you learn anything from a top three podcast, uh, cook your potatoes, people. <laughs> All we're trying to say. That's the entire point of this entire show is to make we sure. We retire the show now. We, we've been putting little hints in since episode one, but <laughs> yeah, this is the overall point of the show is to talk about the dangers of undercooking potatoes, beans, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude, uh, I think you definitely hit on another one, uh, another area of, of embarrassment and like, you know, the dynamics like, dude, college classes can be weird sometimes. Cause I feel like there's like odd dynamics that occur sometimes. Cause I, I know like I definitely had, you know, or 500 person like lecture classes that you know you kind of just like blend in and then you know i'd have like a handful of like you know smaller classes and i know i had one that was uh, i had this one really weird class it was only it was only one day a week and we met for like three hours and there was only uh there was only four of us in the class like so we just we like literally met in the professor's office um and we just did the class there. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's like odd. Like you, you sometimes like take on a certain persona or personality when you're in class with a bunch of, you know, relative strangers. And, and I don't know, sometimes like I can remember sitting in some of those classes and saying weird things or, you know, kind of having a weird vibe about myself. So I, I feel you there. Fortunately, yours backfired more than mine did. Oh, yeah, mine did for sure. <laughs> I have another uh, 
one of my honorable mentions is from college from a class too, but it's not as uh, not as embarrassing as this one was for sure. Good. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you had to. I, I'm glad you had to suffer twice. Yeah. I also had a couple like big victories in college classes where I made like the whole 500 person lecture hall laugh. And those were cool. So you gotta take, you gotta take that risk, dude. Me and Dave are a lot alike. Anytime we were ever in a class together, we just be talking out of line all the time, man. Dave's a boisterous comedic type. Like I am man. like sometimes you you say you ate a raw potato thinking people would laugh in your court. And sometimes everybody loves what you said. That's, that's just the risk of uh, being a comedian, dude. So I commend you. Um, and I think it's very cool that you still eat raw potatoes to this day. Like just to <laughs> just to prove that teacher wrong. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Aaron, what's your number two? All right. My number two is the biggest prank anybody ever played on me. Uh, this is very stupid and it shouldn't be embarrassing because I was around a bunch of really close friends, but the joy I was experiencing versus when it had like what I felt like afterwards was just absolutely soul crushing. So this was my junior year of college. I had my apartment. I was very, very cool. Uh, we decided to throw a party there that night and literally everybody, uh, that was a really close friend of mine, a couple people that you guys have met personally were there. Uh, I had been, Smoking pot off and on for a while, but when I was 21, that's when I and I had my own place to do it in. That's when I really started smoking pot. And everybody knows when you start smoking pot for the first time, you just have like a lot of really outlandish ideas and you romanticize and glorify what pot actually does to your brain and to the brains of other people, right? So uh, we're sitting around and we're all very, very fucking high. And I'm like, wouldn't it be crazy? if we were so high that we could uh, like telepathically communicate. Right. And everybody was just like, Aaron, like chill the fuck out. And I was like, no, 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 no. So, <laughs> so here's 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 what we do guys. I'm going to get a deck of cards, right? I'm going to pick a card from the deck. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look you in the eye and I want you to tell me what that card is. And I sincerely believe that you will be able to say it because we, our brains are on a plane where this is absolutely possible. Right. So I pull a card. I look at uh, my friend Lauren Salandra. I look at her. I'm like, Lauren, what is the card in my hand? And she guesses and she's wrong. And everybody's like, Aaron, you're fucking goofy, dude. Like, cut this shit out. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is, I'm, I'm super serious about this, guys. I'm very high. And I'm, you have to know, like, this is not a joke to me. I am 100% like, we can make this work. So I go the next person. Nothing. Go the next person. Nothing does not match. And I look at my friend, Brian Kane, who I, who I know you guys have met before. If you came down there and I look at Brian Kane, I'm like, Brian, you are my best friend. You're my confidant. You, if this is going to work, it's going to work with you. So I pull the card out. (laughs) I look at it and I look at him like, Brian, look into my eyes. You know what this card is. Say it. And he said, I don't remember what it was, but he said the exact card that i was holding and i lost my fucking mind dude i was like (laughs) holy shit dude it worked like we are best (laughs) friends this is so fucking awesome dude like bro i told all of you this was gonna work and it absolutely worked this is so cool i'm so happy 
only for everybody to just start busting out laughing. And I'm like, why is this so funny? This is the coolest thing. I told you guys, like this <laughs> works. And it turns out my friend Andrew, who I think you guys have also met, was sitting behind me and I didn't realize it and told Brian what the card was from behind my back. <laughs> and I, when they told me that, I absolutely, I was just like, oh what and my reaction of like <laughs> of being so disappointed made everybody laugh even harder <laughs> and you know when you're caught like i don't remember who said it i think it was jess crane but she was just like yeah now you it's like winter time she's like yeah now you know you have to like take off your pants and go stand outside for 10 minutes as punishment and i'm like yeah you're right i do that's the <laughs> only way i can socially make up for this so i uh, took off my pants and i went and i sat outside on my balcony in the freezing cold as like a penance uh, for how stupid I fucking was. Uh, but they took a picture of the card. They made me sign it. We put it on Facebook. Like it was like literally like one of like one of the like it was literally one of those things where I was so, so excited just to have the fucking rug pulled out from under me. Uh, I, I'm not gonna talk about it anymore, but like I was I was so happy he got it and so dejected when I found out that Andrew was behind me telling him the card. I I was just like, <laughs> oh I was on to something. So yeah, that's that's my number two right there. Oh man. <laughs> that's great. It's very it's very stupid, but it was all my close friends and they were all in on like they all saw Andrew do it. Everybody in that room was an actor of some kind. They all held it together. They were all like, holy shit, Aaron, like it worked. Good for you, man. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, uh, when, when they told me, I was like, you all knew. I'm so sad. How crazy. long, how long did they let you go on with it? Like, 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 like two minutes, like, which does not sound like a lot, but is in eternity. <laughs> no, that's a solid amount of time. Yeah. In, in eternity yeah. in the context of the situation. So you said you're really you said you're really stoned at the time. So when they told you that, did you go into like a like a doom spiral because of it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you guys you guys know me again. I have no shame. I'm I was very much like after it was all over, like, damn, that was a good prank. I had no idea that was coming. Like I had <laughs> that's that's the paramount, like that that is the mark of a good prank is when the other person has absolutely no idea it's coming. And it sounds really stupid, but I was so fucking hyped when he got that card right. Cause I was like, if anybody's going to do it, man, it's me and you. Cause you're my best friend. This is going to work. <laughs> I promise. And my other best friend, Andrew threw me under the fucking bus. So it was so funny, dude. Like, you know, so I look back on that now and just how dejected I was that this idea I had just didn't turn out to be anything. So we can stop talking about it. But I, I was, I was like, damn, you guys got me fucking hard right there. Yeah. Does anyone Props else to... think that the, does anybody else think that the funniest part is how they like made him bully himself afterwards? Yes, like, there are I'm, pictures on I'm Facebook of me standing on my balcony. I'm wearing Schroeder from Charlie Brown boxers. They're blue with Schroeder's <laughs> on them. I'm smoking a black and mild. And like, I'm just looking at them sad through a window while they're all pointing and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. what friends are for. Oh, uh, dude. That was very Call funny. Well, Fantastic. Aaron, you know where you messed up. Uh, trusting my 
calling those two people your best, calling them your best friends when your best friends right here. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't, bloodbath. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do you dirty like that. Yeah, you fucking would. Bloodbath is waiting to get me as good as as Andrew Bryant got me. He is he is lurking in the shadowy corners of our neighborhood, waiting for me to drop a trash can. That's why he moved yeah. in across the street. He's, that was he's, the he's, reason. He's there, Bloodbath. You do not fuck with me, man. Bloodbath's recording from your crawl space right now. He's, he's <laughs> just, just, just playing, waiting to pull my dick out on accident. <laughs> Smart. That's blood. Doing the long con, like I'm really trying to mess with his credit right now. <laughs> He's doing my taxes. The IRS is going to sue the shit out of me. Uh, all right, cool. So, Alan, what's your number two embarrassment? Uh, my number two, I think, was in my junior year of high school. Um, I had Mr. Yunker for psychology. Oh boy. Yeah. We were both in that class. Yeah. I don't I mean, you may, you may remember this. You may not remember it. Um, it like, you know, was a 30 second interaction. But one thing that we studied in psychology was, um, I mean, we didn't, study phrenology but we talked about phrenology which is like this this bogus science where people felt for lumps on their heads and thought that they could predict um you know different like your your character traits and if you had like a violent violent propensity or or something like that um and so we went around the room and people would you know, kind of feel around on your head and see if they could identify uh, identify a ridge or something like that. Um, it was just like a little play thing that he did uh, because, you know, he was all right and he didn't want to be there any more than we did. Um, and so then, I, and I couldn't remember when I was thinking about this story who it was. Um, it was someone, it was... Someone in the grade above us, I, it was either uh, Samantha Oberski or Rebecca Lepore. Yeah. Um, uh, ouch. I know. I mean, they were they're they're cool. Yeah, I, but it's I a girl. I haven't talked. It all goes back to girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, so whichever one it was, like, would feel on my head, and I, and then she like gasped. It was like, oh my god, your head's so lumpy. And, uh, <laughs> and everybody in the, in like, see, my face is getting red right now, thinking about it. <laughs> like, it just is a natural re- reaction. So now I make jokes about myself uh, having a lumpy head. Uh, just, just because of that. That is a part of my character today. So, uh, <laughs> Rebecca Lepore or Samantha Oberski, one of you two, that's on Big you. The other the one. Show. Big fans of the show. Big <laughs> uh, But that's that's it. So yeah, that's Lumpy a really cool these. form of embarrassment because it's like you developed a complex from it. That's a that's, <laughs> right, that is yeah. a long long term burn. I love that. Well, that's what that's what all of these all all of these that's embarrassing exactly right. moments. If they if they've stuck with us this long, that shit was a long time ago. No, no. no. So the difference is is like. 
Alan now thinks he has a lumpy fucking head, which is hilarious. Well, he probably does oh. have a lumpy head. Oh, dude, I, oh, I totally do does. actually, I do actually have a lumpy head. And now, I mean, at this, at then, I had all that hair on my head. At this point, you can pretty much see my lumpy head. I mean, <laughs> yeah, contours. I like knew. A, yeah. Now, like one of those, like one of those maps that shows relative elevations, hills his, and stuff. His <laughs> head feels like map. a brain. <laughs> Now, Alan, um, I do remember this to some extent. I can't remember who it was that did it, but just to set the stage a little bit, like you know, it it was you know obviously it was sort of a like you said it, it's a debunk science, so it it was sort of just a you know kind of way to like you know kill fifteen minutes of, or whatever at the end of the of the class. So it wasn't like it was super serious, but like he was. Sort of, you know, Mr. Yunker's class was never, like, super, like, you know, loose or playful or whatever. I mean, like, you know, there was, it was somewhat serious or had, sometimes had a tone to it. And, like, when, like, Alan's not exaggerating, like, when that happened, it was, like, super, like, out of the blue. And, like, like it was also, like, quiet when it happened, too, I feel like. So, like, it was, like, kind of, like, like, there was, it was, like, some, it was, like, you know, there was, uh, you know, so the air got sucked out of the room a little bit. So, like, I, I do kind of remember that. Like, so I can I can totally understand that he felt embarrassed by that. Yeah, no, everybody in that room knows that I have a lumpy head. <laughs> yeah, it's getting called out for your physical Ru- appearance. Russ, in front is, of the, Russ is in that class. Rough. Russ is in that They've class, too. They've been telling too. people about that, too. Every girl that's like, ooh, Alan's cute. Uh, on the <laughs> breaks, his head is crazy lumpy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for your pleasure no no amount of dick legs will ever make up for your lumpy fucking head piece of shit that's, that's uh that's probably russ's fault that your head is so lumpy that's you can play exactly that right he did He's hit him with the symbol i remember that yeah. i remember him telling now, me that now to be fair that was my face <laughs> also lumpy it's just sent shockwaves through your skull it was an Oscar the Grouch symbol. <laughs> that hurts. Uh, yeah. Ooh, Oscar boy. was a bitch. <laughs> All right. So, but, but yeah. Bloodbath, what's your number two? All right. So, for, for my number two, we have to travel back to 2010. And this is a drinking story. Again, just reminding myself what a what a piece of shit I used to be, and probably still am to some extent. Right. So, um, Thanksgiving, two thousand ten. Um, so for everybody that doesn't know, obviously, like I, you know, my job, my day job is that I uh, operate uh, a couple of different bars that we own, and um, at this point in time, uh, two thousand ten, we had just opened our first bar um about a year a year and some change before that um and i think that this would have roughly been the first thanksgiving that um not only could i legally drink uh because I, th- I think at that point i was 22 but i don't think i think just the way the holiday wound up um this is like the first thanksgiving that i get to experience everyone coming home 
uh, you know, from college and everyone going out on the night before Thanksgiving, that being like the huge drinking night. Uh, so not only was it my first time getting to experience that, it was also my first time doing it uh, while my family's bar was like one of the main places to go. Um, and for anybody that was around or wasn't around during that time, I mean, like legit, Dave, Aaron, I think you guys can attest, like night, like, you know, those first, you know, years that we were open, like night before Thanksgiving, like Subhouse was absolutely like jam packed with people like Hopped. like yeah. like elbowed it was at, all those people that laughed at alan in psychology class all in the same bar at the same <laughs> yes, time absolutely um so was, after, was i was i there this year no i think you had just moved to florida okay so anyway uh i absolutely packed so in side note to that um a part of this is that uh, obviously when we opened a bar, I had just turned 21, 22. So like, you know, it was a lot of fun being able to like, you know, it, it was like being a kid in a candy shop, like any like drink or shot that we could think of. We had an entire bar to like, just play with. We could always just come up with different shots. We'd always try and make up new shots, which were awful and terrible. Um, so like, it was definitely a time of like, just, I'm going to try everything that there is. Like I have all the stuff at my disposal. I'm going to, I'm going to taste everything and try everything. Okay. So we started the night out. Dave, you were there. Went to, uh, um, I think we went to Dunaway's first and met some people. And that was supposed to kind of be like, just all I was doing. Like I met you there and there was, there was like 10 or 15 of us. We had a couple beers and then I think we had a few shots. And then we walked over to Subhouse. And, like, we had started at Dunaway's, and, like, it wasn't, like, it was literally just, like, the ten of us that had gone over there. Walk over to Subhouse. Subhouse is absolutely packed, and, like, everybody's there. I was running into so many people I hadn't seen in years, and I was having a good time, and I kept meaning to go home. And at this time, I lived in Fairborn, so it was a 45-minute drive home. We walk into Subhouse, and, like I said, we'd already been drinking a little bit. I walk into Subhouse, my dad immediately sees me. He walks right over and he's like, hey, give me your keys. And I was just like, yeah, sure, here you go. So he took my keys because he was like, you can't drive. I was like, that's fine. Start talking to people, like saying hi to everybody. And I specifically remember, and I, I don't, and this is by no means anyone's fault but mine, but our friend Crystal was there. And I hadn't seen her for a while, and she gave me a hug, and she's like, let's have a drink. And I was like, yeah, sure. And she wanted uh, what's called a strawberry shortcake. Um, I can't remember what's in it off the top of my head other than it, I know it's got rum chata I think it's got some milk and like cherry like grenadine it's gross I drank it on top of like the beers <laughs> and the whiskey I was drinking so you know I, it was probably midnight at this point like I literally meant to be home at this point and I was just out having fun like just having a great time so close the bar down and then i think we like you dave uh you me and aaron got together and we hung out for a little while after that i remember somehow i got back to my parents house <clears throat> my dad made me sleep on the couch till i was sober enough to drive home which at this point would have been like 5 30 or 6 o'clock in the morning now it is thanksgiving and we are supposed to go to jamie's parents house now jamie was still at home I hadn't. I think my phone had died, so I didn't even have a chance to call her. Anyway, got sober, drove back down to our apartment. Met, you know, I, you know, came inside. You know, her and I talked. We, uh, we, you know, slept for a little while, and then we got up and we started going to her parents' house. So you know, it's 
whatever, 11 o'clock or something in the morning. We're heading to her parents' house. She's driving, and I'm just, I've started to get, like, the worst hangover I've ever had. Hangover's intensifying. I feel sick. I, I don't feel great. But I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, I just, all we got to do is get there, and I can just go sit on the couch and watch football with her dad or uncle. We get to her parents' house. Her mom and her aunt are, are cooking. I walk in. I go sit down on the couch. Her dad and uncle are kind of talking to me for a minute. And, you know, we'd only been dating, you know, maybe like three or four years at this point. So, I mean, you know, I was still a little, you know, shy around some of her family. And I hadn't, you know, I, like her aunt and uncle I only ever saw at Thanksgiving. So, you know, I, I was, you know, not super close with them. Or I was, you know, a little, like, quiet or reserved. And I just remember I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I'll be fine. And I could just smell all the food from the kitchen. And all of a sudden I was just like, okay, uh, I'm so sorry. And I like walked up to her mom and I'm like, I, I, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to be so sick. And she's like, well, why don't you just go upstairs <laughs> to Jamie's room and you can like lay down. And I was like, okay. And I went up there and I grabbed it. She gave me a trash can and I just, I got so sick up in Jamie's bedroom. <laughs> I, I never made it down for dinner. I stayed up there the entire time. Like she came in when it was time to leave. She came and got me. We got in the car. We were supposed to go to my parents' house later that day to have Thanksgiving with them. Like just totally didn't do that at all. You know, just went right home. I went right to bed. I missed all the Thanksgivings. I made a total ass out of myself <laughs> in front of her parents and her uh, aunt and uncle and, and some of her extended family. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, they've never mentioned it. No one's ever talked about it. Um, you know, it was a long time ago. We're obviously married. I've gotten to know all of her family really well, and no one's ever, you know, thankfully, no one's ever held it against me or or, or thought less of me for it. I think they all feel like I just had a, the flu or something like that. So, um, yeah, but I, I... I think less of you for it. <laughs> I also think less of you for it. Thank you. I'm sure uh, I'm sure uh, when this episode comes and out... I'm but... Jamie's uncle, I'm, and I, I think it's okay. <laughs> I'm sure when this episode comes out, it's going to like stir up some bad memories, but uh, I, I was really embarrassed. I truly was embarrassed by it, and I, I've i never done anything like that before since then, but yeah, it was just one of those things. It's very funny how like you can have that like feeling that you're going to throw up. Like you, you, you have it in your mind like, oh, I, I, I need to throw up. I need to get this poison out of my system, and you can do an entire car ride from Troy to circle or from Troy to circleville. And then it's like, it's like that thing where like, you, you think you might have to throw up, but you don't really know. But the minute you see a trash can or like a toilet, you're like, <laughs> it's, it's over. This is what I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing right now. But that's a really cool, embarrassing <clears throat> moment. You know, not a lot of, uh, embarrassing, you know, uh, stories about like, you know, your significant others, families so far. So that, that's a very, very deep burn. And it's very cool that Jeff was like, he's a kid. He might be sick. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Well, and I've never given him a reason to like think like I've never like misbehaved or, or treated anyone poorly or I've, I've always been really respectful. So, you know, it, it was just kind of like I said, just totally one of those things. But, you know, it, it's funny you say that about getting sick. And I'm like, you know, I don't drink very often anymore but like i do feel like anytime i've ever like really tied one on and i've like been sick i it's like one of you know it's one of two directions it's either like oh no i've gotten the spins and like that's like complete like just that's you know plane falling out of the like oh. plane crash right there man like the spins are like that's yeah. just the, that's an emergency yeah or it's like aaron saying it's like i don't have to throw up but like man if i just kind of make it happen 
God, I'm going to feel so much better. And like, I was right in between those two, like era, like those two uh, mindsets when that happened. So I, I just, I just like how you, you survive the drive from like Fairborn to Circleville, which is not That's a impressive. short drive. You survive the drive and the drive, like from your story, the drive was fine. But as soon as you sit down and like you smell the food and like people start talking to you, you're like, Oh no! Oh no! Okay, this is happening right now. Okay. Well, and like in the car ride too, like we, I, we had stopped at the gas station, so I had like a bottle of water and some Gatorade, and I think I got some like crackers, and I was kind of munching on crackers. So like I, I really thought I was fine, but it's like it's it's like that smell of like the turkey and the stuffing like hit me, and I was just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Your stomach is like, no, dude, we're not ready for this. Nope. I'm not ready to eat something that they pulled out of a turkey's butthole. This is going to be an awful day. <laughs> and my my mother-in-law makes oyster stuffing too, so like it it was definitely a <laughs> it's oh, delicious, yeah. but yeah. Well, Beth, do you remember the time where you uh, wrecked my parents' bathroom with? Um... With that's where I thought Jack he was Daniels. going. That's the story I, I thought he was going to too. tell. I was like, 100% he's going to talk about that time we got drunk at Alan's parents' house and he got absolutely shit wrecked and through. <laughs> I think everybody here but Dave has gotten shit wrecked and thrown up at Alan's house. That's very I, I promise that I have too. I think I have too. Hell yeah. So, shout this out is, to Connie. This is all I'm going to say. God, godly woman. Of course, right. So that's what I wanted to say, Bloodbath. <laughs> Connie, Connie, longtime listener of the show, always complained she couldn't get that grout clean in that bathroom. Oh, that, yeah, yes, that was free. me. <laughs> dude, I thought, I, I thought that it was like happened. Yeah, dude, it was. It was black. It was Jack Daniels, and like it came up, and I thought that too. I was just like, oh man, this is never gonna come up. I like cleaned it up as best I could. I was like, oh man, I did it right when it happened, but. I do remember. If it makes you feel better. It never comes up. Like there, <laughs> you couldn't have gotten it off. Scientists could not figure out nope. what the substance was. They had um, never seen anything just, like it before. They just I'm had sorry. to move, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> they just had to move, and they had to. Uh, they had to like seal off that bathroom. They took. They took a real hit on the on the loss on that house because of the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, they it was, it was a horrible. That, yeah. yeah, it was a horrible sell for any realtor. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, what's in that room? Oh, don't worry about that room. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. That's a wall. Don't go in it's that a room. wall. Sorry, nobody goes in that room. Sorry, Connie. door doesn't open. Um, I do remember that because that will come into play a little bit on my number one. But yes, I do remember that. <laughs> oh, also, do like if, if Dave if Dave doesn't mention the one story that's in my head, then at some point there needs to be a top three like drinking stories because oh my gosh, there's some I there's one with Dave that I just to this day just makes me smile. So, well, I <sighs> I I have a couple of like drinking stories, but none that make me embarrassed like there there are times there are times <laughs> when don't i remember. did things when i was drunk or like i threw up black sludge i did that in my uh my dorm room i with jack daniels too i threw up black sludge all over the wall in my my dorm bathroom but i'm not embarrassed by that that's just that's college baby welcome to college well, <laughs> that's right the story real world home boy i mean you take the, you can take this part out but just between us like the story i'm thinking of is when we were at uh, marissa sherman's house like 
the night we graduated and like Dave got yeah, drunk and when I pulled my dick out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm not yeah. embarrassed by that. That's not even yeah. close to making my Dave, embarrassing stories Dave, list. Hey, just FYI, Dave. Tight dick player. <laughs> Dude, uh. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not embarrassed by that at all. It, it, it didn't even come into consideration. One of my fondest memories, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I went through a phase when I, like, in my early drinking days, when I would just, like, pull my dick out. <laughs> Classic. Like, no joke. He just did it. Like, and I remember looking at him holding his dick and him just laughing. <laughs> There's like, did you start laughing? No, no, day. Yeah. This was also around the time when we, uh, when we were obsessed with the movie Waiting. And so right. we would like do the brain and the bat wing to each other and shit all the time. Yep. And so like yep. introducing alcohol and like young people's alcohol tolerance into that is just a recipe for dicks to get pulled out. What do you want me You're to say? Really lucky there was no. TikTok I think it, it was. It was. I mean, it was awesome. It's like one of my most... would be all over the internet forever. Yeah, for sure. We were very lucky that smartphones only came around like five years after that. Oh my god, dude! Understatement of the year. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go and listen to a word from our sponsor and then get into our number one picks. Hey, everybody. Before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a Top 3 Podcast, we are in way different time zones. and We record super late at night for, the, for most of us, actually. And coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners, 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number three in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram. And check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. Okay, we're back, and I'll get us started with my number one, which is uh, a story that you guys uh, should remember. So this was junior year, and for people that don't know me, uh, people who didn't go to school with me, um, I was in theater uh, 
most of junior and senior year of high school. And so every year at our high school, we had this thing called the Murder Mystery Dinner Theater where uh, they would serve some food and we would have a, uh, a play that we put on. And it was always a student-produced uh, play. Uh, yeah, the teachers and stuff were not really involved in it that much. Um, and Bloodbath wrote the Murder Mystery Dinner Theater senior year, which was a great time. But this was junior year that I'm talking about. So um, I had a role in the play. It was some kind of Western thing, uh, what I remember. And I, my character's role was like, I had like a minor role in the actual play, but I had the opening monologue of the play. Like, and so I had this monologue to kind of like get the show started, introduce the audience to the show and stuff like that. And I went out to do the opening monologue and I said about three words, like something like, welcome everybody to the murder mystery dinner theater, 2005 or whatever the fuck. And then I just completely forgot the monologue. And I just stood up there frozen, didn't say a single word. And it it felt like I was up there just standing there motionless for like, I don't know, like it felt like 30 minutes of just standing up there. I'm sure it was actually like 30 seconds or something like that. But it was like I completely blanked on what I was supposed to say and just stood there just like staring out into the distance could not think of anything to say. And then I think like either someone came in and like did the monologue for me or like did, said something to get it back rolling. But I think I just like walked off and we just went into the next scene. <laughs> I think I just left this, this I stage area. I remember that. I was <laughs> on stage with you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. So like, that's why I said like, you guys were either part of the show or you were probably there watching. And like, I think my parents were there and like basically everyone I cared about was either in the show or in the audience. And yeah, I just, I had two times during my theater career where I forgot my lines. The first one was in a play earlier that year, but I was able to like work my way through it. This one, I just froze up completely, just like total statue and then I think I just walked the fuck off the stage. So that was that was my number one uh, embarrassing moment is forgetting my line and not improvising in the slightest. I just stood there. <laughs> like a deer in the headlights. Now, and I, I had a couple moments uh, from like, you know, I, I've done a lot of like stuff on stage as well. And I have fucked up and bombed multiple times. And I, I didn't put any of them on uh, my list, but that is just one of those things where like, you've been practicing forever and you've been nailing it in rehearsal and dresser forever. And then the minute the spotlight's on you, the second that you think of something that isn't the play, it's all fucking over, dude. You know <laughs> what gone. I mean? You know, and what's, what's it, what's especially funny about this is the MMDT is like 30% improvised and, that's why you got the part is because you were decent at improvising and yeah. you just blanked heavy. <laughs> I, I remember that hardcore. And I'm like 95% sure that it was Megan Barnes who pulled you out of that. I, I'm like Probably, 95% like, sure. Yeah, someone rescued she, she was me from it. because good stage yeah. presence, uh, that girl. And I, I think 100% she was the one that came in and was like, whoa, what about this? And you were like, oh, yeah. okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm almost positive. Yeah. And it like it just it just makes it worse because this was not like 
you know, halfway through the play. It was like literally the first scene, the opening monologue of the play. And so everyone watching, it's like, ah, oh, this fucking student productions. God, what am I, I wasting I, my I, time I, here with this? I spent $5. What am I doing <laughs> as someone, here? As someone watching the play, I can assure you that what I was thinking was, this is pretty good spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe... Aaron might be right. That might have been Megan that that uh, kept things moving. I think uh, so. A uh, friend of the sh- of the show, uh, Sarah Bush, was the director. Um, right. From uh, she's the one who wrote it, I think. Right, or she was part of well, it. She, yeah, but I think we think that one was. Um, uh, it was it was one that was it was just one that she picked out. Like she didn't like. I don't think she like wrote it. Like it was like they had. Okay. Had once she, she was the from. director. Yeah, she was in and charge. She, she either Megan said, either Megan helped you get out of it, or Sarah said something and was like, "Hey, blah 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 blah," and that's how we got out of it. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I literally forgot that ever happened until you just said that. So it, it must have affected you more than anyone watching the show. One hundred percent, same. Like I completely forgot that happened. I've remembered it. Um, and yeah, it was funny. Cause like in my head, I wasn't like trying to think of like, okay, try to remember your lines. What are you supposed to say? It was just literally my brain was empty. There was no thinking happening at all. Like I was just there. It was, yeah. You're like, well, I'm like, I'm in the cafeteria so when I think now. back on it, I'm not, yeah, I'm not like, I'm not like mortified by it or anything. It's really funny. But like, I was really embarrassed, like at that time, uh, like when I went off for like a scene change or like when, it, when other people were on the stage, I was like, holy shit, dude, like you fucked that up. It's, it, it's a different kind of embarrassment when people rely on you, you know, and you completely shit the bed, like, you know, a field goal kicker missing like a big kick after a hard game. You know what I mean? When other people rely on your success to also be successful and you fuck that up. Like there's definitely, luckily we were all friends. Luckily, like this wasn't like a Broadway make or break yeah. your fucking career type performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. This it makes you feel like a any contest. Better. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better the next year during the MMDT, you told uh, in a few words, how much she likes sausage in front of her own parents and totally made up for it, dude. I did. That made my dad laugh really hard. I remember yes, I my did. dad laughed incredibly he, hard at that. Like, he I could hear loved him specifically it. laughing in the audience. Dude, I, all I can remember about the one, the, the one uh, in 2005, the only thing I remember from that show was your dad telling Aaron and me about syphilis in the uh, 19th century in the in the old west while yeah. i was eating <laughs> yeah like ap- after we finished the show we're all hungry and we finally have a chance to go eat something and he like specifically pulled you guys out of the line to tell you the history of syphilis in the united states yeah. i'm glad you guys started talking about uh <laughs> no joke this legit about happened. sexually passed diseases yeah. uh i actually great. heard something on uh radio the other day and yeah no your dad killer loved that joke yeah so that was my number one. Aaron, what's your number one most embarrassing story? All right. I don't know if any of you guys remember this. It happened, I think, sophomore year of high school. But my number one is when I accidentally drank somebody else's piss. 
Okay, so <laughs> oh, I remember this. Yeah, accidentally. So, okay. So, oh man, I was wondering if this one was going to come up. This is by far the time I was just like, "God, fucking damn it, dude!" So I'm not going to mention names because I interact with these people on a semi-weekly basis in my and real life. And you think now. they don't remember this? I imagine so technically <laughs> this is called germological warf- warfare all right so there was a there was a we were uh i played football and we were in the <laughs> so, i'm so dumb we were so, <laughs> so I, I did this to myself so anyways uh so we were waiting in line to go into the weight room because you can only have x amount of people in the weight room at one time so it was a couple of us that were uh, on the football team, <laughs> and one of the guys comes up to a guy on the team who's, again, name I can't mention, uh, came up to the guy on the team that was generally hated by everybody on the football Like We all hated this guy. So one of the guys on the football team goes up to this other guy, and he's like, hey, man, I have this orange <laughs> soda right here. Are you thirsty? Do you want, do you want some of this? And the guy's like, nah, I'm not thirsty. I don't need a sugary drink before I go in and lift weights. And the other guy was like, no, come on, man. Here, take it, dude. I don't, I don't even want it anymore. It's yours. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I'm, I'm really cool. And I'm behind them, and I'm thirsty as fuck. And I'm just... <laughs> And so I'm like, so I'm like, oh, hey, hey, I'll take it. Thanks, man. And this guy did not. I'm an innocent bystander. He did not intend this. And he could not get Aaron No out of his mouth fast enough. I grabbed this orange soda and I just start chugging it, dude. I'm chugging this bottle of orange soda. And after about three seconds, he rips it out of my hand. He's like, Aaron, God damn it. No, I peed in that. And I'm like. I'm mad because I don't taste piss. I taste orange soda and I'm thirsty and I'm mad he took it away from me. Uh, and then, so he's like, Aaron, I pisses. Everybody loses their shit. That's in the locker room at the time. And uh, he's like, I he, he was like, I put my dick in the bottle. My dick was touching the part. My dick was touching the part that you were drinking out of. I even spilled a little bit of my urine over the side. The part that was touching your chin is also infected by my piss angle. He's a good friend of mine, right? I know he did not intend for this to happen to me. So I drink this piss and my very first thought is my social life is over. It is absolutely over. Uh, so the next day I go into school, right? And I have first period something or other. And uh, we're all sitting in class. And I don't know if you guys remember Andy Karutz, a good friend of mine in high school. I, I really liked Andy Karutz. And uh, in the middle of class, Andy Karutz raises his hand. and The teacher's like, yes, Andy. And he's like, hey, I know this doesn't have anything to do with the class, but Aaron, I heard you drank piss yesterday. Is that true? <laughs> Just in front of like 20 kids. <laughs> everybody had heard about it at this point and i was like yeah yeah i accidentally drank piss dude they got me pretty hardcore and while everybody was like andy just looks at me he's like bro that's pretty fucking cool man and everybody started laughing and immediately forgot about it after that uh but that was the i, I felt so fucking dumb for just ripping it out just no question i was like well clearly He's just being nice to the kid on the team that everybody fucking hates. There's nothing nefarious going on here. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I, gra- I grabbed that orange soda. I started drinking. Dude told me he had pissed in like half of it. 
had dribbled his dickhead and extra urine on the side of it because it wasn't like i was like taking a sip like pressing it to my lips i like was i, I put that whole top of the bottle <laughs> in my mouth uh so uh, that was that was rough that was rough and i was talking to my stepdad jim earlier today about this he's like pretty sure you can go to jail for something like that i'm like you can for sure for sure yeah so yeah, that was the most embarrassing moment is that time I drank piss. I'm very, I'm actually very happy Andy Karutz like did that in the middle of class to kind of, and said like, yo, dude, that's fucking super cool. Uh, and everybody just kind of dropped it that day and I never had to hear about it again. That was fucking awful. A whole day after lifting, I was like, tomorrow's going to be the worst. Oh no. <laughs> I was but, also yeah. thinking about like, if there's any like, area in a school for something like that to happen like to get like just the worst like animal reaction from people like a boy's locker room is like one of the worst possible numero uno yeah yeah <laughs> oh it was man so like, good quench my thirst told, so fucking hard that dude. story you told me that story so many times and I just like forgot until now that that would be a possibility <laughs> for this list so it was that, not on my list great two hours before this and i was like sitting at work and i was like i popped outside i was smoking a cigarette i was trying to think of some other things <laughs> it was like i was like oh shit that sucked you tried to repress that memory dude you didn't want to remember that well yeah here we are angle make <laughs> or break spotlights on you dude so, I, three. so uh, I was uh, i was present during this incident you were you absolutely um were. i I have always felt bad that I did not stop Aaron from drinking pee. Um, <laughs> but end, end of statement. <laughs> that's going to be on Alan's tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> Last yeah, slide in my obituary, man. I and and I f I know fully I will never get laid if any girl I want to have <laughs> sex with listens to me talk about it. like who's gonna. Uh, the way Aaron handled in my it, mouth after that. Nah. Infinite respect for Aaron. I mean, yeah. like honestly, the way Aaron that handled bad. it. I don't that, know that, what I would that, that is a social killer, dude. Like I said, Aaron Angle, I'm but resilient. But you were cool. Dude. You did you did your thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, I made it a joke because eventually yeah. you learn if you're not big enough to fight and kill people, you got to turn everything into a joke. Yuck. Like it's got to you. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. And that's how if I ever have a son and he has been he, he is given the exact same genetic code that I have. You know what I mean? Where I, it's like, clearly you're going to die if you run your mouth too much. Very first thing that I'm not going to teach him how to fight. I'm not going to teach him to stand up for himself. What I'm going to teach him is to how to play things off, because that's how you fucking survive. That's how you really fucking survive. And that is a like a cornerstone moment in my life where I was faced with a decision. It's like, how do you play this off? Do you get angry? Do you get sad? Do you shut yourself in? No, you act like it's as funny as everybody else thinks it is. And hopefully everybody just moves on. And I'm like I said, very happy that Andy Karut said it because he, he pulled it to the forefront. <laughs> I can't believe he raised his hand first. That's so funny. <laughs> dude. Shout outs to Andy Karut's man. Save my life. Hell yeah. <clears throat> All right. Alan, what is your number one? Uh, my number one happened, I believe, when I was about three years old. Ooh. Um, so 
<clears throat> I was an active child. Uh, I ran around a lot. I fell a lot. I got I got stitches a lot. Um, I I liked I liked to play around. I like to take risks. And so when we would go to the grocery store, me being my mom and and myself, um, if she would go away from the cart, I would play with the cart, obviously. And so I'd climb on it and I'd push it as best I could, and you know all that stuff. And so one day I had climbed up on the side of the cart and I was, you know, trying to make it move a little bit or, or tipping it and it, it fell over. It tipped right over on top of me. And <laughs> I just remember being stuck under the cart with like <laughs> these groceries and I'm just in there bawling. Uh, and, <laughs> and this, this guy says, to me and i remember him saying to me that's why you have to sit down when you're in the car <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't get me out Dumb he kid. doesn't pull the card off me he just gold <laughs> that's some it's old the, school parents it's, it's the arrested development guy did yeah, he have a yeah. fake arm <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, my mom might have been around the corner the entire time. She may have paid the man. Yeah. Hey, go tell and my dumbass son not to do that anymore. The cart. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. <laughs> oh man, little kids are fucking stupid, man. Little kids yeah, are stupid. And another form of public, like Alan's really good at falling. Like all, like I feel like most of Alan's stories tonight have involved him falling in front of strangers, which is thematically just very funny to me. Outside of Lumpy Head, but to be fair, that could have happened because I fell so often. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, the weight distribution in your cranium is absolutely <laughs> insane, bro. <laughs> Uh, that's a good story. I, dude, I, I, that almost sounds, I can't get over a stranger coming up to you in the story and trying to teach you a lesson <laughs> as you're like pinned under a cart. That's very good. I actually, I asked my mom about it today because I, I couldn't, I couldn't remember like much about it. I only remember it happening. And so it apparently it happened in happened when we were living in Cleveland where and we moved from Cleveland I think when I was 4. So I think it was when I was 3. Um, we had well, to move. She thinks it was when I was he... 3. Yeah. Um <clears throat> it happened at Marks, which is like this discount chain in Cleveland where they sell like everything and they have like parrots in the store that talk to you. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a shit show. It's like fucking crowded all the time. People going mad over like $13 rugs and like luggage that has one wheel, you know, I mean, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, no, I think that that, this is the kind of place where that would happen. Yeah. Selling irregular <laughs> Oreos. Yeah. Regular Oreos. They're selling like but yeah porios i like to imagine that the guy was just like trying to pick out which head of lettuce he wanted and he looked over and saw that and he's like all right let me let me let me help let me help this guy let me go help this little idiot out no man he was probably like oh that lady got a better head of lettuce than i did so i'm gonna 
<laughs> I'm gonna go one. shit on her son. Yeah. <laughs> uh get get as many little victories throughout the day as you can. <laughs> Secret to oh, life. That's good. All right. So bloodbath. Let's finish this up. Let's get your number one most embarrassing moment. All right. <clears throat> My most embarrassing moment. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> happened in either I'm pretty sure it was second grade. So <clears throat> I went to elementary school at Cookson. And in Cookson, the uh boys' bathroom had um uh what's the name? Um they're like uh the urinal it's like one big urinal, it's like a big trough. Um I can't remember what they actually call them. Um but uh, if any any guys have been around long enough, like they used to have these all the time, like there's it's just one big long urinal, three, four, or five people can a piss trough. Yeah. That's the uh, the technical four or five term. people yeah, can that's the scientific that. name. All right, four or five people can stand there and, and go at once. So in the boys' bathroom, there were two of those side by side. Now what you would always do it was it was the absolute thing to do anytime you were in the anytime you and the other guys were in the bathroom someone would stand at the far end of the of the trough and they'd start peeing and they would try and see how far they could pee because the goal was always to to like make it arch and go into the second urinal which would be like which would be like a five foot like stream of piss and right, it was always like we called it like rocket ship. Everybody would always like go to the one side and try and like see how far they could see. Like literally, everyone did. Dudes, like you dudes, would fight, dudes, yeah, dudes, you dudes, would dudes, fight, dudes, dudes. You would fight to get to the end of the urinal so you could do it. And like so, one day, um, one day I went to the restroom, and there was a, a another kid um, from class had like gone in behind me or something like that and i had gone over to the far end of the urinal i started trying to do like the rocket ship i was trying to like see if i could pee into the other urinal just like everyone does now he was standing um he was standing next to me so he was like actually kind of like just it was to my left but like just in front of me because i was because he's peeing in one direction i'm peeing in another direction right like we're on we're like we're gonna cross streams basically so, go on so i'm doing that and then he <laughs> then he starts he starts talking to me and just not paying attention i go what and i turn t- towards him and i pee i pee all over his pants and and in, i don't think i peed a lot on him like as soon as i realized what was happening i stopped i like turned away but so i mean he got a little bit of pee on his pants he freaked out like he freaked out. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I, immediately, I was like, I was like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm really sorry. C- could not reason with him whatsoever. So he bolts back to the classroom. I'm walking behind him in the hallway. He's like, I'm, I'm telling, I'm going to tell what you did. And I'm just like, hey, I kept going, hey, please don't. Can you not do that? Like I didn't, you know. And like we walk right back into the second grade classroom, and like he just like in front of every, the entire class just like Josh just peed on me he just peed on me like he peed on me and, and my teacher's like my teacher my second grade teacher who was like the nicest lady ever in the world she was a little bit older it, like she just she was like full she's like I don't understand why'd you pee on him and like I couldn't explain to her what 
the circumstances. Rocket ship. Yeah, dude. Ship. <laughs> like, I looked around at all the other boys in class. And I was like, "Oh, somebody gonna back me up at all on this? Like, am I like? Save me. Yeah, like just like no, dude. Like something was weird with you. So like, she marched me down the office, and I had to like, like, I, like all the kids were staring at me. They were all laughing. Then she marched me down to the office. And I had to sit the, and wait for it to talk to the principal, and he was mad at me, and just. Like I, I have never. That is the most embarrassing moment in my life. I have never been like the entire classroom looked at me and was just like, "Ew, what's wrong with you? Why'd you pee on somebody?" Um, <laughs> and I could not, like, for the life of me, I could not explain well enough to anybody what the circumstances were. <laughs> it's you. You look to the other kids in the class. You're like, "Come on, guys, rocket ship! Like, we're, come we're, on, rocket it's ship, rocket we're, ship!" And and everyone's like. What are you talking about? Basically, never heard of that. Basically. What is rocket ship? Basically. Bloodbath's nickname was P Monster before it was Bloodbath. <laughs> it was P. <laughs> oh, man. Oddly, and oddly, kid, like oddly enough, just to, just to cap the, just to just to cap the story off. Oddly enough, you know, I don't know if it was the next day, but like, I feel like almost automatically, like nobody mentioned it again like for has has unbelievably embarrassed as i was like i feel like like the next day we were talking about something else and and if i even really thought about hard like something might have happened the next day that like trumped it and everybody like forgot about it but like i do know for like that day like the way aaron described like drinking pee and he's just like oh dude like my social life is over like that's how i felt at like you know seven years old i was like oh man like that's it for me I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go live underground. Oh, yeah, all, all over for old bloodbath, just sinking. Well, bloodbath, that's great. great. Too. You, you had a good run, but looks like this is it for us. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, that's great. Little kids, like, like you're having fun when you're together, but like the second like authority like gets involved, everyone's like, mm, I, I don't know anything about. I've actually ship. never seen this man. It's like yeah, I've never had fun in my life. It's like prison. Yeah, it's like prison rules, dude. Yeah, dude. Bloodbath. It is. It is prison rules. And I also think it's very funny that we notched two stories uh, about male urine night, guys. I think <laughs> about... we're getting. Be- I think we're getting better as a podcast. Personally. I think we're getting more mature. Yeah, if anything, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. This is how we get <laughs> viewers. So- so importantly, though, Bloodbath, did you make the second draw? Oh, no, dude. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> the, the other kid's pants blocked it. Basically. <laughs> I did like how Bloodbath was like, I only beat on him a little bit. Yeah. Like, like come on, kid. You could have told somebody it splashed you at the fucking hand-washing station. That's what I call sinks. Well, uh, but... I thought that if I, like, if I, like, you know, if I, like, totally, like, drenched his like jeans and pants and stuff like that like to where it's like i have to go like i have to call my mom and get a change of clothes like all right <laughs> i i would have understood you had to go to he had to go to mr kelly's office and get something that's funny uh, uh that's a good one that's and like second like i don't remember much of anything from before probably third grade so like that's that's got to be super like traumatic to survive this long jamie doesn't know about it yet i i i I actually i would believe that she did because bloodbath has told us this story before i am familiar with this story right here i don't think i am yeah i don't think i have either 
It's really I mean, weird. It's almost like listen. I pay more attention to bloodbath than you guys. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> Love you, blood boy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. So let's get into honorable mentions for the episode. And I have uh, I have two real quick ones. So honorable mention to the first time I ever ate a tamale. Aaron, you reminded me of this. Uh, the first time I ever cool. ate a tamale was in college and I ordered one from this taco truck and I tried to eat the corn husk that was like wrapping it and the people in the the Mexican people in the truck laughed at me. So that was embarrassing. <laughs> I feel like I would have done that too. But the real um the real honorable mention is uh I fell asleep in a big lecture hall at Ohio State, like one of those like five hundred person lecture halls. And I I was asleep and I moaned really loud and I woke myself up because I was like, uh, and I moaned like so loud. I woke myself up and the entire lecture hall was staring at me. So that's my honorable mention. Aaron did that. I probably did. No, I, you did. Oh, when we went to the OU thing. Yeah. I'm legit like really afraid to fall asleep at like at work, like at my school that I just uh, finished working at. You're allowed to sleep at your desk if you're, you know, if you don't have work to do, you're allowed to sleep. But I'm so afraid of that <laughs> happening again. I could never sleep at my desk ever. Mr. Jackson, <laughs> why did you yell daddy before you woke up? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So those are my honorable mentions. Aaron, how about you? I have two uh, briefly. I was very embarrassed when the Browns beat the Steelers in the playoffs last year uh, because I knew all of the sex and dick I was going to take for the next 15 years of my life. Uh, But ultimately, my honorable mention is my entire New Orleans basketball fandom, just because... you know, no, nobody, uh, nobody really knows basketball a whole lot. It's really hard to meet somebody that's into basket professional basketball as much as I am. And every time you meet somebody, it's like, oh, who's your favorite team? It's like, oh, I like the Lakers, or I like whatever team LeBron or Kevin Durant is on, or like, yeah, I'm a really big Warriors fan. What about you, bro? Who do you like? And I'm like, the Pelicans, and people are just like, who the, <laughs> who the fuck are the? Pe- I've never heard of that team before. So I'll just say, just the amount of life of my life that I've devoted to new Orleans basketball. It's embarrassing when I talk to other people who also know basketball. Cause it's like, yeah, then this happened and this happened, this happened. How was your season? And I'm like, well, uh, this, uh, Brian Roberts, uh, this guy from university of Dayton that we picked up when he was 29 years old, scored seven points tonight. So that was pretty sweet. So I'm just going to say my, my entire NBA basketball fandom, uh, since I started watching new Orleans basketball has just been absolutely fucking pathetic. And yeah, that that's it. Yeah, being a Browns fan for for this long has certainly given me my share hey, of embarrassment. At least, at least you were in Ohio with other Browns fans, man. Like most people yeah, have never true. even heard of the Pelicans. There is one at guy least who we wore beat a the Pelicans Steelers in the playoff last year. Yeah, that and I'll jack off to it, dude, because that sucked. That sucked a lot, dude. I am right now. <laughs> well, Aaron, you're a Pelicans fan, so like you I don't know who's your favorite baseball team. Surely they've done something cool in your lifetime. <laughs> right. And I was about I, I was gonna talk about the Orioles first, and I was like, nah, baseball's fucking stupid. So eh, nobody yeah. cares about that. You know, basketball's cool. Like if you're gonna like a the cool sport, everybody likes the cool team, and it's like, yeah, our best player over the last, you know, 15 years. Uh, hasn't played for a year and a half. So this is great for me and I love it. Yeah. 
All right, Alan, what's your honorable mention? Uh, my honorable mention are uh, actually two things, both of them when I misspelled words in public. Um, <laughs> in, Rough. in uh, fourth grade, I misspelled uh, the word toward in class because the teacher told me it was spelled the way it was pronounced, and she pronounced it toward. So, you know, I spelled it T-W-O. Uh, so there you go. Fifth grade. Not <laughs> okay. a good teacher. I, I went to school in Mississippi. Uh, the second time, sixth grade, in the spelling bee, I spelled necessary with the S's uh, and the C transposed. <laughs> and I, I still do that to this day. Oh. Like, uh, yeah, no joke. Yeah. I will mention necessary sixth grade spelling bee fucked me up in the head. I'm going to make this very quick. I lost a spelling bee in fourth grade because they, my word was girl. (laughs) Uh, And I, I I, I, I said G R I L. And I was like, they were like, did you just say G R I L? And I was like, no, I said G R I L. (laughs) And Mrs. Jones was like, no, you said G R I L. Uh, why don't you go ahead and have a seat? <laughs> like, Brutal, the judges, I get it. Like, the judges like take their glasses off and they're like, excuse me, did you just say G-R-I-L? <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't. I said it the right way. And I'm just like shifting my eyes. Uh, oh, man. Awesome. All right. Uh, Bloodbath, what's your honorable mention? So my honorable mention... Um... Uh, real quick, just to set it up. Um, obviously, like I've said a couple of times, um, my family owns and operates uh, bars. Um, part of uh, the people that uh, part of the management team there is uh, my grandma. She does all the book work. She's done all the book work for years. Um, I'm pretty close to my grandmother. Um, so <clears throat> my bachelor party uh, before we got married, um, uh, you know, uh, everybody asked me what I wanted to do and stuff like that. And I was very specific, you know, I wanted to go to a casino and I wanted to go to a strip club and I had to drag some of you guys to that strip club. But, um, uh, we went to a strip club, uh, kind of toward the end of the night. Um, it was sort of like us wrapping up the whole evening and I guess it must've been my dad and some other people, um, told everyone that it was my bachelor party. So they all, um, Right before he left, um, the bouncers like grabbed me and they put me up on the stage and uh, a chair. And all the strippers came around and started dancing around me. And um, uh, they took a Polaroid picture of me looking almost as shit faced drunk as I was at Alan's parents' house that one time, well, that one night with like a <laughs> bunch of uh, uh, you know, strippers around me, you know, and and uh, G-strings and whatnot. <clears throat> uh, someone got a hold of... Somebody got a hold of... And what have you? Someone, and what someone have got you? a hold of that Polaroid and they put it on uh, the register behind the bar. And part of my grandmother's routine, every, time, every day she comes into work, she uh, comes in the back door, she sets her purse down, and she goes and takes uh, the money out of the drawers and counts them and takes all the uh, deposits upstairs to the office and go through them. And so she, I remember sitting there one day and she walked behind the bar and um, was going through the money. And she looked up and saw that my 
there's a picture of her grand her only grandson with a bunch of naked women <laughs> and she just lost her she's like no 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 I don't want to see this. And just <laughs> no grandson yeah. of mine will get fat titties in his face. No grandson of mine. So that's my honorable mention. Uh, I remember that. That was nice. fucking cool, dude. That was sweet. There was like seven or eight of them. That was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I dude. One time when I was in Thailand, we went to a uh, lady boy show, as they call them in Thailand. Uh, okay, with, what uh, is that? What does that mean? Uh, like. Like a, oh, like cr- like a cross dressing slash transgender like kind of show like a, like a dr- you know live like a drag show, show like music and dancing and stuff like that yeah drag show, um, and uh, they started to like pick people from the audience to go on stage and dance and like as soon as that started happening my friend Heather that was with me she immediately started like pointing at me and saying like hey he wants to... and i was like oh god damn it no, <laughs> tall white no. guy yeah and but and so they they obviously they picked me to go up and there's a picture of me dressed in drag uh, on this stage in thailand dancing and like rubbing my nipples and stuff oh uh, but i'm not embarrassed by it that was very fun I I'm pretty sure Heather has a picture. pretty sure Heather has an actual video of it. I have a picture. Heather, Heather, hit up our various social media pages. Oh, we've name dropped so That's many people tonight. Yeah, well, there's nothing embarrassing about that. I'm not embarrassed no. by it. It was pretty fun, and I got a free drink. So there we go. <laughs> got to nice. rub my free nipples drink. in front of a bench a bunch of uh, people in Thailand. So story yeah. to tell your grandchildren. One free drink for doing for rubbing your nipples in public in Thailand. Well, I usually don't get anything for free for it. So that's, that's true. <laughs> usually I have to go to fucking jail <laughs> for three days. Yeah. Usually. I, yeah. You... <laughs> All right. I have to register uh, with my neighborhood watch. Yeah. So that's a ticketable offense probably. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into listener responses. All right. I'll get us started with, Chris N and appreciate everyone who's sharing these uh, embarrassing stories. Uh, some of these are quite funny. Some of these sound legitimately embarrassing. Uh, so number three for Chris N is getting dumped at a wreck dance and crying really loud on the dance floor, <laughs> which <laughs> is pretty brutal. Crying in front of people. Awful. Dude, the wreck dance too. Like that's in middle school. That's in junior high when oh, everything is hell I world. know who Chris N is. Okay. Of course you know who Chris N is. He's been on the show yeah. before. Oh, I'm sorry. Is Chris just not the most popular male name ever? Okay. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, it says he pissed his pants at Sunday school and hid in a pine tree <laughs> and tried to blame his wet pants on falling in the snow. Hiding smart. in a pine tree. Smart. Very yeah, funny. Smart. <laughs> and then uh, number one, in basic training for the Army, uh, he had an awful contact rash on his thighs from running all the time, and he was in a hallway by himself and was scratching the rash, and the drill sergeant came up behind him and yelled, Stop playing with your dick, Nelson, with a big group of soldiers behind him, and everyone laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Basic training sounds like hell, like, like actual hell. If it involves a guy bigger than you yelling to stop touching your dick, it sounds like absolute hell. That's very funny. Very funny list. All right. <laughs> Next up, we have so we have Craig. Uh, Craig's number three is that time that Angle mistakenly told everybody that Kirby is a little boy when in fact he's a superhero who has rescued many lands, including his. 
<laughs> including his home world of planet Popstar from evil forces and antagonists such as Dark Matter or Nightmare. And I will rebuttal that very quickly with Craig said he wanted to fuck Kirby and Kirby is a baby. <laughs> All right. Number two. Oh, God, there's more Kirby stuff. Uh, okay. All right. Number two, that time King DDD smacked me so hard with his ballot that Kirby's iconic red shoes <laughs> blew off. God, I hate Craig so much. Uh, number one, that time I accidentally inhaled Angle and the only thing I got was COVID. Well, you got COVID and you got my superpower of giving people COVID. Let's be fair here. Uh, solid, uh, solid list. Uh, Losing your shoes when you get hit with a hammer. Absolutely awful. Yeah, it's rough. It's tough, yeah. Craig wanted to fuck a baby. <laughs> and, uh, so next up we have Tyler, uh, whose number three is having the cops called on me by one of my clients as a social worker because they thought I was a drug dealer. Yikes. Number two, Yikes. talking trash about one of my high school English teachers with my friends, not realizing that they were walking right in front of me and heard everything. That's <laughs> oh, dude, Brutal. walking in front of you, not even Brutal. walking behind yeah. you. Tyler's like six two. Like there is no way he could miss that. <laughs> uh, number one, tripping and doing a belly slide while taking off for my forty yard dash in front of forty plus college. 40-plus college scouts at a combine at Raymond James Stadium. Oof. Yeah, everything Oof. on the line. Trip, fall, <laughs> belly slide, rough, rough way that to time end was probably That time was probably pretty slow, yeah. Yep. All right, and finally, we have Rat Boy. Number three, this time I fell down in, into some chairs in front of a news reporter. Number two... <laughs> Objectively <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Number two, being a guest on a top three... That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing for us too. Trust us. Uh, number one, I drove two and a half hours to take a girl out on a date after coordinating it with her, with all of her friends, only to get told she didn't want to do. She didn't want to. I drove home and listened to Lincoln Park and ended up being in sweet because Lincoln Park rules, and I got a new stereo system put in by a guy at Best Buy. <laughs> I, I I love a happy ending. Was very, very specific, funny. but yeah, very good, happy ending. Yeah, I was gonna say I was I was gonna pose this to the group um at the beginning, but I forgot. A Michael Bumpus candidate uh for most embarrassing moment is every time I tell a real person that I host a podcast uh... is one of my most embarrassing things. <laughs> no, I agree. I actually think it's like I don't tell people about the podcast just generally. Like, you know, because I'm just like, yeah, unless they're my friends or whatever, and I think they would like it. And it's really weird the reception where people are like, oh, you have a podcast? It's like super cool. And I'm like, no, it isn't. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's <laughs> no, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, this is, this is awful for me, but it's my only creative outlet and the only chance that I get to talk to my best friend, Alan, on a regular basis. And I love you. Oh, buddy. I reverse uh, prank. I only like Dave. <laughs> I, I watched you drink pee. <laughs> you reverse <laughs> prank. <laughs> it was good. There was a lot of orange soda. It was like 60 40 orange soda pee. <laughs> I bet it was mostly orange soda. We were, I mean, we were, all we did was drink <laughs> vanilla Coke back then. We were all dehydrated. It was a simpler time. People are like trying to wrestle this jug of like orange soda piss cocktail away from Aaron, but he just like he just like um, will not. He's like a dog with a toy. He just like will not give it up. 
and they rip it away and he like snarls and growls at him like what the I did not taste piss and I was mad that they took that from me. I was like, come on guys, like I said I was thirsty. Uh, okay. Well, thank you everybody who shared your embarrassing stories. Thank you for that. Um and that's going to be all for this episode of a top three podcast. So thank you everybody for listening. Again, if you want to support the show, the best thing to do is tell people about it, but also ratings and reviews if your podcast platform allows it. And yeah, follow that social media page. We are going to uh, be sharing upcoming topics and calls for upcoming top threes. If you would like to share yours to be featured on the show. So again, thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye. Watch out for that orange soda. (laughs) Or just drink it because you only live one time. (laughs) I mean, you're getting ready to go to the weight room. You got to hydrate, man. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing better than than orange soda. Orange soda and piss make me pump. (laughs) Bear Bear Grylls did it, right? Yeah. That's right. He's awesome. (laughs) You're going to see that on The Rock's Instagram next, his new weightlifting supplement. Piss. Yeah. Human piss. <laughs> <laughs> piss and sun kissed, man. Oh mm. boy. Okay. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Piss. <laughs> <laughs>